0: Kids, welcome to episode twenty two of Piercing the Veil. I'm having a hell of a difficult time today because somebody on the cast has been remarking upon the fact that I can rarely do the introduction without waving my hands round like an epileptic and keeping my head.
1: And this is why your arms are crossed.
0: This is why my arms are crossed. And yet it doesn't feel natural. Well I don't
1: like it. Audience doesn't see your hand movement so we don't need to see them. Mm-hmm. And I certainly don't need to almost be punched in the face as several time, time, times. Time.
0: if you, you know, personal space, personal space.
1: I like my you mouth, I I move, wave your hands ironically. Hang on. Stop moving your hands. Hang on. Stop. Okay. No. Stop it. Stop. Stop. <laughs> Hello. Um, hey, kids,
2: it's me. <laughs>
1: hey, kids. it's me.
0: I I don't like this. I'm going to go with a. Hey, kids! (laughs) Welcome to episode 22 of Piercing the Veil,
2: with me, Robin Pierce. (laughs) And your ghost host with the most, me, Stephen Pierce. (laughs) My (laughs) God.
0: And Tiffany Pierce is here, too, along with Bo, the dog. Now then, <laughs> now we've got all that sorted out, okay? Okay. Let's start the show. And what better way to start the show than a round table of... What's up? What have you been doing? Where have we been? What have we seen?
1: In the last two weeks. Okay.
0: We are <laughs> obviously going to be starting with Tiffany. Yes. S-
1: well, um, I don't need that sort of attitude. It's just go. pure rudeness.
2: So what have you done this week? Yeah, well, thing? this Anything week, like I happening?
1: went to go get my dog.
2: Hang on.
0: Rewind. Yeah. What happened eight days ago?
1: Eight days ago. Oh, I moved into my house.
0: Yeah. A new house. Yeah. yeah. Um, For those of you who don't know, Jeff is now living but a mile away from Geek Central. We were comforted previously by the fact that, you know, she lived seven miles away.
2: Or Had a mountain between us, literally.
0: She a mountain between us. We couldn't Not even
1: anymore.
0: beyond that mountain. No. But now she's right, just down the road.
1: Just down the road.
0: Um, is there any truth to the rumor that I've heard that you moved closer to the house specifically to be on each and every episode of *Piercing the, the Veil. Vale.
2: I believe that's true. I believe that's true. Yeah. This is well,
1: a it's so amazing. Uh, excuse me. Yeah. Excuse
2: me. You've peaked. Yeah. Oh, really? Oh, really?
1: Uh, really?
0: Yeah, what are you going to do now? Really? 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 Is there going to be another one called Tiffening the Tiff?
1: <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't know. I'm, I might go solo. Really? <laughs> <laughs> I I I bet there'll be loads of people that would listen to my solo podcast. All
2: right. Yeah, there'd be you. Loads of people.
1: Loads I said loads of.
0: Okay. (laughs) Right. Okay. Now, so you've moved into the house. Yeah. Our Um, our listener might want to know how that's going.
1: Oh. I mainly think about the dog, not the house. So the house is going fine.
0: (laughs) Okay, the house is going fine. Now, what? You have a dog? I have a dog. When did this happen? Dog. Dog. A
1: dog? Wednesday night, we went all the way to Hollyhead.
0: In is, Anglesey, which yeah. is about an hour and a bit's drive away. Yes.
1: Yeah. And I went to pick up my three-and-a-half-year-old um, Alaskan Malamute. Called Boomer.
0: Okay. You know when you say Alaskan Malamute? Yeah. I not know. It makes me think of like a dessert. Like, I'll have a slice of Eskimo pie. No. Or I'll have a baked Alaska. <laughs> I'll have a slice of Malibu. No, that's just you. Mm-mm. Okay, now do tell us about Uma.
1: Well, he's really gentle, really lovely um, and he basically only listens when you've got a treat in your hand. So like, you. So, like, yeah, like you.
0: so it's you as a dog. This is you as a child only in dog form. Yeah. Because I was there on Wednesday night <laughs> and that dog Argued with you. was vocalizing because you wouldn't let him have his own way. And I thought, in every possible way, this dog is my grandchild. (laughs) And he is kind of my revenge, spiritually, on you for giving me a hard time as trying my best as a parent.
1: Yeah, but you loved the challenge, let's let's be honest.
0: No one loved that challenge. I, I, I can't think of anybody who wanted that challenge. Really? Yeah, because you really? you were born fighting. Yeah. And you've been at war with the world so and everybody on its So many people have said then. that I'm such
1: a lovely person?
0: Name both of them. Both of them? Yeah.
1: <laughs> both of them.
0: Oh, there's not two.
1: <laughs> <laughs> well, that's rude. How people have said I'm lovely?
0: Okay. You know
2: that bow doesn't count.
1: <laughs> if
0: you, dear listener, think that Tiffany is lovely, please leave a comment. On my Facebook page, okay, and we'll see how many we get.
1: I don't want negative comments.
0: It's my Facebook
1: page. No negative comments. She has. If you can't say anything on. nice, don't say it at all. All right, okay,
0: Bumper. Bumper. <laughs> Now then,
2: that's your bit, Stephen. I've introduced myself to Batman Rebirth this year, week. No, last week. Year, week, last oh, week. Hold on.
1: Ooh, which time?
0: Yeah. Wow. Is this in a parallel universe?
1: No. I mean, Back to the Future.
0: Oh, last did you know that this past week was the last week that you could ever watch Blade Runner and for it to be in the future?
1: Why, wow, when was Blade Runner set?
0: 2019.
1: Oh, okay. yeah, I'm with you now.
2: Excuse her. Rude. Anyway, go for it. Last week, Rebirth. I introduced myself to Batman Rebirth that I bought in the sci fi. Hello, recender. Batman
0: Rebirth. I'm Robin. Yes?
2: I, it's the most excited I've been about comics since Ultimate Spider Man.
0: Because. You were excited for Ultimate Spider Man? Yeah. It wasn't even proper Spider Man, it was like a reinvention for all you, like Generation X. I was almost going to call you a millennial then.
2: Oh, see. Ultimate Spider-Man... We Boomers had a proper Spider-Man. Fine, Amazing Spider-Man. Because you still had Amazing Spider-Man going. Yeah, it was like
0: Spider-Man light for the younger you generation. You
2: had an introduction thing with the Ultimates, oh. and you still had the classics going. Okay. New 52, I refuse to talk about, because I don't like it. You've just jumped comic book. Obviously. Okay. Well, DC did that New 52, yeah. which I didn't really care for. Really did. The only thing that... Was actually really well done in New 52 was Aquaman. Because he basically reinvented the character. Okay. But Rebirth, that that is a breath of fresh air.
1: A breath of fresh air? Yes. <laughs> is, that how, is, that, is that how we're going to ah,
2: say New Batman. That? <laughs> really?
1: Yes. Really?
0: So, you. For years now, you've been telling me. Um, cool Aquaman is! Yes, and for years, I have patiently scorned you. And
2: Says the person I'm looking at an Aquaman figure up.
1: Oh, he strikes and he burns. Well, if you look
2: at upon that shelf, you'll see two Aquaman figures. I've Let's got
0: loads
2: of, uh, of DC. Um,
0: oh. You know, because, because uh, I mean, you've got Deadman, Flash, Joker, Spectre, another Joker, Green Lantern, Black Adam, Hawkman, Swamp Thing. So, you know, it'd be churlish of me not to have him there. Wonder Woman's over there, somewhere in this room. Every member of the original Justice League of America is here.
1: Wasn't that my Wonder Woman?
0: It, no, you were given it and you chose not to have it anymore because it apparently fell on your head from your wardrobe.
1: <laughs> You're I wrong. remember that.
2: Why? You don't have any Justice League member. Who does I have? Original members. Yes. Where's Martian Manhunter?
1: Oh He's
2: invisible. No he isn't. He's invisible.
1: Well, you could have them just not painted, so it's just pure plastic, so it's white.
0: There we are. Or well, clear. So oh, it's white, which is the colour.
1: Clear, I said. No,
0: I no, said no, no, no. White is the absence of colour.
1: Ah, there we go. Ha white ha. Is the neener, neener. You're a. <clears> throat>
2: throat> <laughs> Anyhow. <laughs> well, I was going to say. New New 52. Not New 52. Batman Rebirth. Takes him half the show just to get his bit done.
1: I know, yeah. <laughs> because I keep being
2: interrupted.
1: Come on. <laughs> um, <laughs> he was getting haughty then. <laughs> yeah, she... <laughs> he was getting haughty.
2: Because it <laughs> takes place after the events of before New 52? After the events before New 52? Yeah. After New 52? Right. At the events that apparently never happened in the DC universe pre-52.
1: I'm lost.
2: How? <laughs> <laughs> it happened after New 52, yeah. but before the things that never happened. When New 52 came out... It's is that uh, what saying?
1: Yeah. I, I, when lost. New
2: 52 came out, yes. all the DC universe never happened. The, As a result yeah. of the New 52, yeah. which
0: is an um, aberration caused... By some kind of rift,
2: which brings in the Watchmen. But now, with Rebirth, everything has happened. See, with um, Watchmen, the
0: Doomsday Clock, the first half of Doomsday Clock, it's very broadly hinted that Dr. Manhattan of the Watchmen is behind all this, because those two worlds are completely separate. Somehow now, they are merging. I have told you this. What else have you been doing? Why is um, Rebirth Batman so good? Why should I, as a poor pensioner, check this out? Poor pensioner?
1: Yeah. Yeah. I was... Yeah. No, yeah. no. Anyway.
2: I was very sceptical about Batman Rebirth, especially with characters like Bane. Okay. Um, because I was... Because I love the Nightfall story. Where Bane breaks the Batman's yeah. back. I was was kind of a bit nervous that they might mess with the character and possibly do like they did in the Ultimates and messing up some of the villains that I didn't really care for. Okay. Because in Ultimate Spider-Man, they really messed up the Green Goblin, which I I didn't like.
0: Okay, what did they do that messed up the Green Goblin? They
2: turned him into a goblin, literally. Sorry, what? Yeah, they turned him into a goblin.
0: Oh. I was considering actually buying that collected volume of all of them so I could read them through, but now I'm really not interested if the um, goblin becomes a real goblin. That's crazy. Whereas, Wait,
1: why is this
2: crazy? <clears throat> because in the... green goblin is a costumed villain. He's not yeah. a real goblin, is he? Oh, no, and he's, he's about double the size of Spider-Man.
1: What, I thought goblins well, were small. Yeah, that's what I was going to say.
2: It, it's weird. He's like a Hulk-type goblin thing. No, no, no.
1: That's okay. when you can tell the writers yeah. have lost their imagination and just pull out.
2: the writers have lost their minds with Bane. It's the new story is fantastic, but it's actually really tragic. Okay. Because <clears throat> Bane has stopped using venom. He venom is, is the drug. super steroid that pumps him up. to Yeah. Bane. Okay. And Bane, not Bane. He's he. In Nightfall, he broke Batman's back. Mm. With There's
0: that. a long, ear-long <laughs> series of Batman out.
2: Okay. And I'm not going to give away spoilers, but as a result of Batman, Bane goes back to Venom after stopping it. Right. And the fight between Batman and Bane is probably the nastiest fight I've seen in comics. Okay, By quite a long shot. Hmm.
1: Tom Hardy played Bane in the Batman movies.
2: And
0: Jeep Svensson played Bane alongside George Clooney's Batman.
2: I don't know.
1: Which one, Tom Hardy?
2: No, that's fine. Jeep oh, okay, yeah, The late Jeep Svensson. He was a WCW wrestler. I have nothing against how Bane looked, but I have everything against how Bane was in the movie. He was pretty, pretty much a... Henchman. henchman and a dumb thug. Yeah. Whereas Bane is supposed to be a stronger. He was strong strategy.
0: he he was he was um canny, manipulative and clever enough in the Nightfall story to release everybody from Ackham Asylum, all the Batman rogues Gallery. <laughs> yeah. And they would all attack him one by one, each one leaving him slightly weaker, so that Bane could take him out at the end. Oh, Spain is no,
1: actually a genius. <coughs> I do like Tom Hardy.
0: Right, me, me, my turn. Oh well. Well, where should I start? I've read uh, Frank Miller and John Romita Jr.'s Superman Year One. I had a review copy for Starburst and found it to be nothing short of exhilarating, really. Um it's a retelling of the classic Superman story with some new elements kind of added in, and it even dips its toes into the territory of uh, Batman versus Superman: Dawn of Justice wow. in an interesting way. I liked it. If you want the full review, by Starbirth,
1: I so say you're going to have to read it. Yeah,
0: you're going to have to read it. You're going to have to cough up with your cold, hard-earned cash for that copy of, well, the world's longest-running magazine of science fiction, horror, and fantasy. There we go. Speaking of Starburst, we go on. Um, I'm getting an outing next week. I oh, am,
1: now this sounds fun. However, I do feel like I should be able to join. Me too. No, nope, just me.
0: No, and no. Um, there is a movie called Dampire based what, on... Say that again. Dampire. Is it so vampire? One of the... Two. Is the it a vampire. vampire in the vampire. a room full
1: sort
0: of damp? No, we're not talking about moist vampires here. Well, why
1: would it be called damp?
0: Well, I don't know. Vampire. It's based on an Italian comic book that's reached over 300 issues today. it been okay. running for quite a long time. It's going to be the um, first film in a proposed franchise. And... I am going to be spending a day on set, Mm. watching some filming, talking to the director, the producers, the lead actors, and the best part of all, this all takes place in Romania. So I'm going to pop to Romania for a couple of days.
1: That sounds cool.
0: So long. See ya. Wouldn't want to be ya. I'm going to Romania to see Vamp.
1: You do know the dog's going to pout with you, though. She's going to sulk. Who,
0: Bo? Bo will will be be so pleased to see me back. She's going to
1: sulk.
0: The rats will sulk as well. Yeah, the rats will sulk as well.
1: This is what you do when you have to leave. You don't leave.
0: Now then, now then, now then. And I'm not going to say who I'm quoting there because he's kind of greedy.
1: Yeah.
0: Now then, now then, now then. Um... Let me see. What should we talk about next? We mentioned that there's kind of a resurgence of interest in Watchmen, which is voted, has, has been voted, as the most influential and best comic book series of all time. Um, I've read it. I read it when it first came out. You've read yeah. it. I bought it for you for Christmas a few years ago. Care to illustrate what happened there?
1: It's currently in a box somewhere.
0: Has it been read? Oh. Did Cheetah watch the motion comic? Did she? Yes. Did you watch the motion comic?
2: That very limited animation DVD? Yes.
1: Maybe. Because
2: you kept commenting on how all the females have male voices.
0: Yeah, there was only
2: one guy doing all
0: the voices. And, you know, he, he... He adopted a certain accent for Dr. Manhattan, then he went a little bit crazier for the comedian, and he put on this really effeminate voice for Silk Spectre, and it was just so distracting, (coughs) because you could tell it was him. Not a good um, move. right? Watchmen kind of came back to my attention, because a lot was made of... Uh, a comic book called *The Button*, which I picked up in Forbidden Planet* last summer. Yeah, and it's a crossover between Flash and *Batman*. And they end up in finding in the Batcave a very familiar Smiley Face badge with some um, like blood on it. Um, This is the logo of the Watchmen, of course. Now, the Watchmen, as I've said before, kind of occupy a future sort of dystopian world where superheroes are real. And it was very much a product of the 1980s when it was published, when people were fearful of nuclear Armageddon and all kinds of things like that. And uh, Alan Moore, the British... A uh, comic writer wrote it. I think it was a 12-issue series gathered into a book that's been a bestseller ever since. Um, and this is the first we've heard of Watchmen since Zack Snyder made a film. He directed a film yeah. which you and I saw when it was first released. I think you saw on yeah, this.
1: Uh, yeah, I saw on this.
0: Um... Sadly, the film, which I thought was absolutely excellent, Received, um,
2: well, a mixed response. For me, the Watchmen movie is the greatest superhero movie ever made.
0: Now, they released a director's <coughs> cut on Blu-ray. Yeah. And there were some scenes added, and it was a longer cut.
2: Um...
0: I think our main problem was not the slightly changed ending, but the fact that intertwined with the main narrative of the story is a story a kid is reading called Tales of the Black Freighter. It's a pirate story, and it plays into the overall narrative. And it was missing, but... It had been animated, and the Tales of the Black, Black Freighter was released as a separate DVD, which I bought. And I always thought they've actually produced this DVD with the animation. Why don't they just edit it into the film? Yeah. Now they have. Okay. There's the ultimate cut of Watchmen leave
2: available only on Blu-ray. Yeah, because I
1: believe it says... What? Only on Blu-ray?
2: It's only... It's a a three-and-a-half-hour movie. Um, Yes, it is. And it would be across two DVDs.
0: Yeah. I don't think so. I think DVD one, sorry, Blu-ray one, holds
2: the entire film, and Blu-ray two holds the special. But the actual film itself was on DVD. It would probably have to be three desks. Three-hour three three hour films usually have to be split to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like Cleopatra. Yeah. Titanic.
1: King Kong. Titanic? No.
2: King
1: Kong? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, no, I'm telling oh. you. Um, the, when okay, Titanic... You okay, I will tell you, don't you worry.
0: I remember um, Dutch <laughs> fellas was
1: uh, double-sided um, Excuse me, I have the talking mistake.
0: Oh, stick. here we go. I'm going to get teachers and tell them on Facebook <laughs> with Tiffany's face saying... Very good at
1: I don't need that attitude. So rude. Oh,
0: there's the second T-shirt.
1: Right, anyway. So when you buy... I can't remember what anniversary it was. Was it the 50th anniversary Titanic? Would that make sense? No. No? No. It was some sort of anniversary. I can't that remember. Dad would
2: have seen the ti- would have the <laughs> oh,
1: yeah. down.
2: Yeah.
1: It was um, an anniversary of Titanic, okay? And they brought it out on DVD. Okay. And was then 20th? Probably.
0: Because we hadn't long moved here when Titanic was released, and we've been living here for 23 years.
1: Uh, okay, anyway. So, oh I bought, and Stephen, so did you. We both bought the DVD. I bought Blu-ray. No, we didn't. You bought no, an DVD first. Blurry stop arguing with me.
0: Who'd be a parent? No,
1: so, stop arguing with me.
0: <sighs> well, I don't need your
1: hand. i send you both
0: to your rooms and finish to feel alone.
1: No, you won't, because then will lose <laughs> listeners. I
0: don't think so. <laughs> <laughs> Anyhow, go ahead.
1: So anyway, when I bought the DVD, it was in the special, like, gold thing. Cause it was anniversary.
2: I believe the word she's looking for is.
1: <laughs> I don't need the added you commentary. I
2: mean, the plastic box, yeah. yeah. Commentary.
1: <laughs> Stop it. And it was double sided. Not double sided. <laughs> I'm about tape now. it was double sided tape now.
0: Double sided tape.
1: Double yeah. disc. Okay. So then you'd watch half of the Titanic and then it would say, please insert disc 2. So then you have to insert disc 2. The same as The King Kong with Jack Black in it. That came on two different discs.
2: I don't remember it coming on two Kong discs. Yes, yes, it did. The special edition did. The extended cut did.
1: A extended cut, there we go then. It was still on two discs. Yes. Ah, oh, seriously.
2: <laughs> Why don't...
1: Anyway. carry on.
0: Oh, thank you. Um... <clears throat> So there's this long two and a half, no, three and a half hour cut yeah. of Watchmen. And added to that is a book which you, Steve, purchased two copies of this week, one you, one for me, called Before yeah. Watchmen, which takes place, obviously, before the Watchmen uh, graphic novel with yeah. which, which we're so familiar since the 1980s. And tell us what you know about that.
2: Before Watchmen came out as a series of mini-series in, I think it was around 2015. And basically, you have a, I think it's a six-part Minutemen series, a six-part Comedian series, and uh, Night Owl, so all the watchmen basically okay. Then...
0: <coughs> we do apologise yeah.
2: for the cough. Right. The, um, <laughs> Do you want to go and get yourself a drink of water? Okay. Then with the... The only problem with how they released them originally was the stories that actually intertwined. Okay. And in the omniverse edition they are all in the correct order. Pretty much like when you bought that Sherlock Holmes book. The big one.
0: Oh right, the compendium of all yeah. the works. They were in... They weren't in the order that they were yeah. published. It was all the short story compilations and all the novels. Yeah, that, well, that bothered it, me for some reason. That's in the order it's supposed to be in. I don't know why. It just really bothered me. I went and re-bought one that had them in their proper order.
1: Why? Is it like when I come into the study and then move your remotes around just for fun?
0: I thought as Is well. it like when I come into your house and move your Disneys around so they're out of order?
1: Why would you do that? Fun. Why? Fun. Why? I
0: have a sadistic sense of humour. Why? Well... I've thought of a new added twist to that. Because if you come into the study and start moving things around, I'm going to move things around in your house. I won't just move the DVDs around. I will swap their boxes. No. <laughs>
1: that. That's a big no. You can't do that. I
0: will swap their boxes. and tell Oh,
1: If you dare do that, I'm going to have so much fun in this room. Why? Look at all the Blu-rays and DVDs that I could mess around with.
0: You're banned from this. Anyhow, <laughs> I, the only problem. You're doing your bit from the kitchen. You shout from the kitchen. No. We'll <laughs> over you. Don't worry.
1: I don't mind. That's where the food is.
2: The only problem with Before Watchmen is that's what I presumed that the TV series was going to be about. Oh, the TV series. Uh, I never watched it. On ever. Sky
0: Atlantic, they're, they're showing oh, the HBO I TV this. series. And. To be to be honest, when we first saw the the first trailer,
2: yeah.
0: it was like somebody talking to a room full of, you know, Rorschach characters. Rorschach being one of the watchmen. I I wasn't impressed. I, I I didn't like the look of it. No. And then they introduced and you know the they showed another trailer. Everybody was going absolutely nuts about how great it looked. And I thought I really don't like it that much. So it debuted and we we sat here and we watched about 35 minutes. Yeah.
1: And how long's the episode?
0: About an hour.
1: Oh okay. With
0: with, you know, commercial breaks. Yeah. Um and it was just incomprehensible garbage and uh, featured none of the characters they tried to put in some easter eggs as if to hint that the characters were around but they weren't and they were never going to be because the makers of the tv series don't have the rights to the characters so it's only ever going to be um, sideline peripheral characters that were never in the books. Basically, um, you're not going to see Dr. Maha, or Ozymandias, or any of them, or any Minutemen, or any of that. It's just a big no for me. And it seemed to be a big no from the viewing public at large like as well.
2: One scene, it rains squid. Yeah, the rain squid out it, of the sky. It's like he's it trying to be weird. Yeah, be
0: weird. Yeah, yes, for the sake of it, absolutely. Um, it just it didn't work.
1: Because basically, I was going to try and watch it afterwards, but then I just got a message from you saying, don't bother, so I haven't bothered.
0: I try it by all means, but I don't think you're going to like it.
1: No, there's no point wasting my time.
0: No, no, no. And it is a shame, because after several years last season we kind of gave up on the green arrow the flash legends of tomorrow and supergirl because they they, were they were getting tiresome yeah it was more about the characters around these characters than it was about the characters themselves and you know flash would break down crying in every episode i mean why? Dude, there seriously. There just
1: seem to be too many going on at the same time. Like, yeah. So when you take in the fact that you have Smallville, and Smallville's really, really good. It is. But you didn't have all the other superheroes having their own TV series as well. No, so but you, you had, had basically the
0: on. formation of a far younger version of the Justice League, before they got their costumes. But in, in the TV series that we've seen, you know, the Arrowverse TV series, It was just all about these people and their feelings and their relationships. And, you know, as a lifelong comic book reader, you don't really want to hear Batman talk about his feelings. You basically just want him to do what he does. Um, So they were... I don't know, they're they, all kinds of, you know, socially relevant messages, and I'm not against that. I'm not even against that in comic books, because some comic books are rife with them.
2: Yeah.
0: Um, I remember the first time drugs were ever mentioned in a comic book. I remember when, you know, muggings and rape were mentioned in comic books. So no. Yeah. Um... But, you know, when you're talking about, uh, you know, you're, you know, oh, does so-and-so love me? And, oh, do I dare? Uh, I just, yeah, give it a
2: rest. Put the damn costume on. Eat the criminals up. Do something super. The, the, yeah. flash, the flash was... Run fast.
1: <laughs> the
2: Flash, I'd actually say, was possibly the worst out of all of them. It became the...
0: In the last series, he um, his daughter from the future came up and joined them, and his wife and the daughter would end every episode flowering and pouting and filled eyes at each other. And you know, this is not what I want to see. But we have found a new series, yet unavailable. To watch in this country on anything other than imported Blu ray. I don't think it ever is. Doom Patrol. One you of my favourite comics. Did I? Yeah. yeah. It's so weird. It's it is weird. And it's not classic Doom Patrol from the 60s. Now, here's the thing about the Doom Patrol. Um, it's long been supposed that they were DC's copy of Marvel's X Men. Because both teams have. With superpowers. Both teams are operating in secret. Um, both teams are led by somebody in a wheelchair. But um, the concept for Doom Patrol was laid out a couple of months ahead of X Men. And there was an artist or a writer, an artist I think, who jumped ship from one company to the other. And there may have been a little bit of industrial espionage going on there. So, I'm not saying. Yeah, but, You know, there we go. But um, it, with Doom Patrol, you have <coughs> a guy who can... He's called the Negative Man. Mm. He can basically leave his body and go flying around. Okay, yeah? then. Uh, you've got Girl, who basically her flesh kind of can melt off her bones. I mean, she can make herself really large, she can stretch, she can basically... Yeah. And there's a guy who was killed in a road accident and only his brain survived and is now a large sarcastic robot. because His brain is in a big robot body. <laughs> and he's played by Brendan Fraser from The Mummy and George of the Jungle.
1: Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. yeah.
0: Um the the Chief is played by Timothy Bolton, ex Bond, and okay. Prince Baron from the Sam Jones version of Bolton. Uh, yeah. And it's really weird. See, the Doom Patrol ran from about sixty three to sixty eight in its original run. And they were the only team in the Silver Age to have been killed off in the comics and they, they stayed dead until well, the late 80s, early 90s. Wow. But this is more the later iteration mm-hmm. um, when they were brought back by writer Grant Morrison. Yes. So, so I'll tell
1: you what good TV series there is now, though.
0: Would you like to get close to the mic?
1: Sorry. Um, Gotham has been good. <laughs> Gotham is probably the only one that has been actually decent throughout.
0: I mean to give Gotham a what?
1: Well, I've only watched the season two, but you know.
0: I I think we've watched the first two two, two. seasons. Yeah. Two. I, have you finished season two? Does it end with the Penguin saving Bruce Wayne at the gates of of Wayne Manor?
2: Does it have does a? It? Does it have uh, like a? A bus crash at the end, and there's kind of another Bruce Wayne.
1: Um, I don't remember. I remember the whole thing with Fish. Yes. And being in the cycle. Is ward. this
0: the one where she takes her eye out? Yeah. Yes, okay. That's, yeah. that's... We've seen two seasons. Yeah. So I've got the other three on DVD. Yeah. And I think you've got them on blue, have Yes. You? Okay. So we can watch them at some point. Right then. Okay. Today, it's November the 23rd. Yes. On this night, Saturday night, November the 23rd, 1963, when I was a wee nipper of three years old, television history was made at 5.15. Oh, I know where we're going
1: with this now,
0: yeah. Yeah, because yeah. you're looking at my script. No. It's Doctor Who's 56th anniversary.
1: Fifty-six?
0: Fifty-six years. Wow. Since its debut.
1: I remember you showing me the first ever episode. You showed me that a few times, actually.
0: I... The first episode was 12 minutes late in being shown. Why? Because it coincided on the same day that President Kennedy was assassinated. No. Yep. My God. so Doctor Who anniversary 56 years ago now through the marvels of VHS back in the day and DVD you've been able to see several of the older episodes and of course there's now what I still call New Who even though it's been running for 12 years (laughs) and if they're listening to this the likes of Paul Mount, David J. Howe, yeah. Eloise Sheehan have just rolled their eyes and said, What an idiot. Mm-hmm. But you know, there's classic who and there's the who that we have now. Yeah. Um Let's do some hot shot quick fire questioning. Okay. And we are going to go with Tiff. Okay. Who are your top three doctors?
1: Uh. You don't have to Atkinson. number
0: them. You can just say the actor.
1: Okay, Christopher Eccleston.
0: Is he number one? Yeah. Okay. David Tadden. Why? Oh.
1: I think it's because I like the humor and the comedy that he brought with Doctor Who.
0: Very guffy-esque, really, wasn't it?
1: Yeah, and I really like Billy Piper in it <laughs> with him. Okay. They just matched together really nicely. And then it was David Tennant, because David Tennant was still with Billy Piper. And that whole episode of when Billy Piper had a go was just really upsetting. That, that was a very totesy mosh episode. in mosh? Yeah. Totesy mosh. Totally emotional. Now, it
0: might interest you. Yeah. I do the midweek drive on a Wednesday with.
1: Oh, I know you do that.
0: Yes. Because that's when you come in from work and you have to. Yeah, I can't
1: kind of shout and it's
0: quiet. And you can't swear.
1: That's true.
0: Um one of the people who pops up on the show from time to time is Graham Harper, who I have met. Yeah. Now Graham Harper directed those episodes. No. Yes. Oh that's cool. That was one of my all time favourite episodes actually, um, when you actually had the Cybermen and the Daleks.
1: That was So
0: face to face first time ever. I remember episode one was shown on the FA um, Cup final day and we had walked down a couple of times down the lane with our dog and we'd heard, you know, sort of shouts, the, oh yeah, get in, yeah, you know, as the game was playing out and we had no interest whatsoever. Can't even remember who was playing and it doesn't matter. We've heard all that. And then, of course, Doctor Who comes on. And it's rumoured that it's going to be Daleks and Cybermen, but,
1: you know, who no. knows? Yeah.
0: And um, there was this sphere at the end, which opened because we've had Cybermen walking all over the place. And that was, you know, enough of a treat, really. And three Daleks come out and shout from our living room when that happened. Equalled anything we'd that day. So Christopher Eccleston, second.
1: David Tennant.
0: David Tennant, third.
1: Um, uh, I don't know. I wouldn't know. Oh! oh, I don't know. I don't remember his name.
0: The Describe original him. Doctor. William Hartnell.
1: Oh. Is he the original? The no, first one. No. Um.
2: Colin Baker.
1: I don't want to sound stupid. Okay. It's oh, a bit late, name, but you name, know. Name an episode.
2: Name some... Okay. I can't. What do you know, he look He's more
1: like? original. Okay. With a scarf. Oh, Tom Baker. There we go.
0: Right. It took us a long time, but we got there. Now then, Stephen, your turn. Okay. Worst three
2: doctors. Jodie Whittaker. Why? because she is way too similar to David Tennant I agree I agree it's it, she she, she over emotes <laughs> I I think that she over emotes and there's not enough kind of original Doctor Who with her she seems it's like everything that came before the transformation into Jodie Whittaker... Yeah. ...didn't happen, because... Um, like the scene with the sonic screwdriver, where she builds it in Sheffield in about 10 minutes. In a backstreet
0: garage. And she can Building it. alien technology out of that can be found in 21st century and she can
2: year. smelt steel yeah. and it cools down in seconds
0: yeah I've actually not known any backstreet you know no. garage um, workshop where you can actually smelt steel um, especially using a mould that has never previously existed with no or it's like the um, Christmas episode where the Alec uh, built himself a new shell out of bits and pieces found in a farmyard barn. Now, I loved the look of that Alec, but I didn't care for the way to try to explain it.
2: And she, she's also, I, with the Doctor, he's supposed to, or she's supposed to, be in charge. Like, you've got the companion, yeah, who's... With them for the adventure and is wide-eyed about everything, and as a means of explaining and things no, to the audience, explain of things. Whereas the Doctor this time seems kind of like a side character.
0: Yeah, yeah, just one of them, team target. Yeah, where we all join hands and sing.
2: <laughs> ah, right. So she's your worst one. Yeah. Next, Colin Baker. Why? Because. He's he seems like... I know he said in documentaries he, he was going for something like Christopher Eccleston later did. But the outfit and his attitude and the stories, none of it worked. The only one that worked was... Earthshock, one of his? No, Earthshock,
0: what? Peter Davidson? Yeah. Yes. Earthshock was Peter... Da- I thought um, you were talking about
2: Colin Baker. Yeah, Dicker. yeah. Sorry. I what thought, are you talking about? I th- I'm talking about Colin Baker. Okay. Earthshock was
0: uh, Peter Davison. Okay. He, he
2: Cyberman. Yeah, he was my thirdly
0: favorite. I favorite. mean, that, I remember that being shown, and I was absolutely stunned by the ending, because yeah. for the first time ever, a Doctor Who companion died.
1: Oh,
0: no. Um, Adric, he actually died in a noble act of self-sacrifice to help defeat the Cybermen. Mm. And it was, if I remember, when the episode finished, it was the, the season closer, unless I'm very much mistaken, and yeah. I am, I'm sure I'll get corrected. Um, they ran the credits without music. Huh. Uh, you just left you there.
1: It was
0: like, the hell? That guy was a mathematical genius and a child and they just killed him off on prime time. can't yeah. kill kids in prime time.
1: I have a hot shot question for you. Oh, my
2: third one was Peter Davison. Oh. Okay. I, I thought he was too um, baby-faced to be the doctor. Okay. Hot shot question. Okay. okay. Yeah.
1: That. Three favourite companions. Go, in
0: order. Ooh, three favourite companions. I think it was never better than when you had Billy Piper. At Billy Rose. Piper was yeah. right. Because there was a good relationship there. Yeah. Very good relationship. I
1: loved
0: it. Okay. Second, ooh, I will go for the original... Uh, Ian, Barbara, and granddaughter Susan.
1: Oh yeah.
0: I I liked that yeah. setup. And third, I'm going to go with Fraser, Fraser Hines hmm. as Jamie McCrimmon. Okay then. Um, I've met Fraser. And we, we've talked about his time um, with Patrick Troughton. Yeah. And he, he has some stories to tell. He's actually the longest running companion with the Doctor. And joined from Troughton's second story, I believe, oh. all the way through until the Doctor gave himself up and was put on trial by the Time Lords. Yeah. And... He was morphed into John Pertweed and exiled on Earth. Yeah. And I think uh, Jamie had his memory wiped and so was sent back to, you know, 1600s Scotland. See, when it started, um, Doctor Who, the character in the end credits, was called Doctor Who. Yeah.
1: Um,
0: practically as if it was his name uh of course nowadays it's a bird after. um none of that time lord um backstory had had been created and it wouldn't be for several more years until they filled it in with i think it was war games yeah where various people had been kidnapped from various times the end of the Patrick Croulton era, the Second Doctor. And, um, by the time the 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 Doctor kind of sorted everything out, it was a massive twelve episode story. Yeah. He realised he he didn't have the power or the capability to return these people to their own time. Yeah. Um, so what he did was he had to call the Time Lords for help. We knew that he had stolen a time machine, but he'd stolen a defective one, which is why it was always an old police call box, Yeah. because the chameleon circuits, which is supposed to make it blend into its surroundings, have broken down. So they were quite commonplace in 1963 London, and it had landed and assumed... You know, the the appearance of one of those yeah. just to blend in. But uh, Circuit had stuck. Um, but we didn't know that... We, we knew that he was some kind of outlaw.
1: Yeah.
0: But we didn't know about the whole Time Lords and all this. It, this was done, you know, late 60s. The series had already been running about um, six years, I think. Six or seven years. And then, um, of course, he was uh, exiled to Earth. So, yeah. But those were my favourites. Now then, uh, Tiffany, your three worst doctors. Oh. Uh, and why? Um, I love doing this.
1: <laughs> Matt Smith. Well, why? I just found that as soon as he took... Um, the doc, the role of the doctor. Yeah, I lost interest in TV series.
0: I remember that. I remember. Um, that was a kind of a.
1: It was like a hit and miss. It was some episodes were really good, and then other episodes were just I could have done something better with my time.
0: I I watched them on Saturday nights when they were being shown, and seeing one a week, it was like okay, but it's not. Quite up to, you know, where where David Tennant had taken it, despite the fact that he over emoted as yeah. well. In most episodes, he had this thing where he'd roll his eyes and open his mouth as wide as he could and go to, like, oh, you're beautiful, you are. Whoa, yeah. oh, look at you. And he wasn't even talking to his companion. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, um, there was the girl who waits, and there was this mysterious crack. World. remember yeah,
1: yeah i remember that because isn't that the one that he decided that he liked fish fingers and custard
0: that's correct yeah. yes yeah. and i thought oh this isn't quite as good as david tennant because we'd had that christmas episode where uh he he left yeah and about 15 minutes of the episode was actually him saying goodbye to his past companions yeah and some of the best stories of the Doctor ever were in the tenant era. Mm. Um, particularly the ones with Catherine Tate.
1: Oh, she was hilarious. Yeah. I really liked her.
0: What I liked about her time was when you first saw her in The Runaway Bride. Yeah. She she was a match for him. She would go nose to nose with him. Yeah. When they met up about a year later after Martha, Martha, Martha. Yeah, yeah.
1: Martha. I didn't, no, I didn't like she, no, her. I no, she was to too her.
0: similar. Yeah. She, she was too mopey and similar to Billy Piper. Yeah. He needed a stronger character who wouldn't put up with any of his nonsense, might you know, slap yeah. a Sonic Screwdriver out of his head. Mm-hmm. Um, which she did in The Runaway Bride, yeah. if that's not mistaken. And, um, you know, she was this vapid, mouthy, gobby, selfish, self centered bitch.
1: <gasps> you swore. can't swear.
0: You I, swore. It's sw- not a swear word. It's not a swear word. It's a female dog.
1: <coughs> you you it's used it yeah. in a different context to yeah. that. Yeah, anyhow. That's, How dare that's you. what she
0: was, right? And over the course of the season, she had changed. She began to change in that uh, Suvius and Pompey episode, yeah. which actually featured Peter Capaldi before yeah. he became an the Doctor, And she became a caring, empathic humanitarian. At the end of the series, where the Daleks have started to blank planets out and stars, and the sky is all black, yeah. um, they need to use some, you know, they're there's techno babble from the series for it, but basically, he had to basically become part of the TARDIS yeah.
1: and give it the boost that he
0: needed, kind of thing, to sort this situation out and to move all the planets back to where they were supposed to be. And having absorbed all the power of the TARDIS and all of its knowledge, she would die.
1: Yeah, I remember that. The
0: answer. only way to save her. From that, the again noble self-sacrifice of basically laying down her life potentially for all of humanity, the only way that she could be saved is to have her memory wiped.
1: Yeah, yeah.
0: And she went back to being that mouthy gobby female dog. <laughs> okay. We don't have language on the show, and it was it was it was such a tragic ending.
1: Yeah, but To be fair though I thought that the Catherine Tate whole Companion, it was it was too short I wish it was longer yeah. It only yeah. ran for a few episodes and I was like, It ran you know, for an
2: entire season
1: It felt like just a few episodes yeah. and I wanted her It, it, it back. should
2: have been longer Because one of the things that I really Don't like that they did yeah. Was <coughs> You had the Peter Capaldi story She's yes. a fantastic doctor where you had Clara and me take a kind of like, basically a TARDIS. Yeah. It was kind of an an American. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And I thought when they should have gone somewhere with that. Yeah. Yeah. And that's another story that, you know, it had great potential. But it was just left as a so dangling string. It was just... Last. There's, there seems to have been...
0: When Russell T. Davis left, it was that Catherine Tate story that yeah. I told you about. Then they restarted with a new TARDIS, a new Doctor, a new companion, and new villains. And we had the Master Smith era. Yeah. And the Peter Capaldi era. And then, of course, when we had... Jodie Whittaker yeah. take over. Again, it was a new TARDIS, and you know, it's like everybody wants to put their own stamp on it. It's like, yeah, it maybe you
2: know, it's, I don't
1: know. Oh, <clears> maybe <throat> sometimes going back to basics isn't a bad thing. No.
2: I think the main problem with Jodie Whittaker it's not having a female doctor, it's the writing. The writing is awful. Yeah. And the whole Rosa Parks. Um, yeah, story. I I, I didn't get the where adventure. they went with that, uh, but that wasn't
0: Chris Chibnall um, who, who wrote that. But that so, I I did not care for that at all. Um, yeah, we were talking about Matt Smith, and that first episode, I the girl who who waited or the girl who waits or... yeah, with yes. with um, and I've forgotten the name. She's in the Avengers. Red hair. She's also in Jumanji, and I'm going to be kicking myself in a minute. And Mount Sheehan and Howe are now screaming at their computers. Remember the name, you idiot. I don't remember. Karen Gillan. Yeah. Thanks, guide. Um, Yeah, she was a little girl who waited for this fable. I, I, I realized when I rewatched the series on DVD, that it was a fairy tale. It was like a sci-fi fairy tale. When the doctor came back and he was killed in the first episode. And then, you know, they're trying to find out who killed him. I didn't realize until I watched all the episodes close together. It was a season long. Who done it? Yeah. In watching those Matt Smith episodes, Twice. Yeah. First on TV, you think, oh, it's not as good as it used to be. And then you watch them again on DVD because your mother used to buy me these for Christmas.
1: Yeah, I remember that.
0: And I, I'd watch an entire season in about a week. And by the time it finished, I'd be like, whoa, that was like the best thing I've seen all year. <laughs> Why didn't I feel about this the same way when I, when I actually watched it?
1: But I think it's because you're having to wait. Yeah. See, what I don't like now yet is when they're releasing episodes. Weekly, yes. I find it hard to get into it because you watch one episode, then a week's gone by and you're like, oh, I can't remember what's going on. I prefer to binge watch.
0: Well, suck it up, Buttercup. That's how we all binge to watch things.
1: Well, no, I prefer to binge watch. Suck it so up. So when Buttaker. things in, like, say, Netflix, yeah, they go, they go, new episode weekly, yeah, I'll be like, I'll hold off until that whole season's completed, then I'll watch it because then it'll make more sense.
0: Well, next time. We might talk, Steve, about Creep Show and Eli Roth's history of horror, yeah, which we can watch on our newly acquired Shudder channel. Yes. Out of Amazon Prime. You've got some work to do, Missy.
1: Yeah, I will now because I've got internet in the house.
0: Oh, right, okay. Are you going to subscribe I to Shudder and watch Creep Show and I don't stuff know, like that? Yeah. Are you going to, you know, wander over here?
1: I might just wander over here. Yeah, thank Not you that far away. <laughs>
0: Right, it's been an hour and a minute of your valuable lives that we have wasted, dear listeners so I think it's time that we headed off into the ether so
2: it's goodbye from
1: me, Tiffany Pierce I'm glad I went first
2: me, Stephen Pierce
0: and me, Robin Pierce advising you to stay different stay weird